0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk.
1: The misguided observation. (laughs) We're (laughs) recorded. Oh, right.
0: Um, You said, we don't have any pre-show discussion, we've not discussed anything. But I was making fun of one of your television Correct. Players. So that was what you were getting. And I
1: said it was a misguided <laughs> observation.
0: I was doing my impression of the Antiques Roadshow.
1: You bring up the Antiques Roadshow and what's the next thing that comes out of your mouth? The Antiques Roadshow. And I said, what are you trying to say? That's an old ladies show? No, 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 not at all. And then of course we got around to the point, that is exactly what you were saying. So, own it.
0: Don't Antiques Roadshow for old old ladies, well British Antiques Roadshow, old upper class ladies. I disagree completely.
1: A misguided
0: observation. Again. Well, where is the American Roadshow? I never really see any kind of stuck-up people on it.
1: I don't think they're stuck-up. Um, it's just that British people sound really stuck-up. No, some
0: no, stuck. some are stuck-up. But bunch. Some are stuck-up. Those type are on there. They all live in castles and shit.
1: They're not. That's
0: where they find their <laughs> antiques. They're, like, they're in the dungeon one day, and they're like, they what
1: the hell is this? Not.
0: I'll take this for, to Fiona Bruce and let her have a look at it. Anyway, so
1: that wasn't much of a before the after the show discussion today. It was today. funny. We were listening to the soundtrack remixed of Tron. Reconfigured, Reconfigured.
0: yeah, right. the, it came out last week. Uh, we reviewed Tron last week, and the Tron soundtrack has been out since the movie came out. I love the the me too original soundtrack, but then a couple of weeks ago they released a remixed version of the album called Reconfigured, which Daft Punk's other DJs took Daft Punk's songs and made them into their own kind of songs um so and it's pretty cool it follows along yeah i like it but it, i do prefer the original album but that's because i've heard the original album about a hundred times original and, original no um tron legacy oh, album. Right. i've heard the tron legacy album so much now
1: how about the soundtrack for tron um not much to it really probably or there classical. is
0: but it's not a lot yeah, yeah. It, i don't even know if you can get it in you fact
1: probably it is In the Tron Legacy soundtrack,
0: it's just. I mean, some of the cues are in there, like some of the. Talk about reconfigured. Yeah. All right, so it's Sunday, April the tenth. Is that right? No,
1: it's the eleventh now. Well,
0: now it is, but yeah. All right, but it was Sunday, April the tenth, two thousand eleven. This is after the show number one hundred and sixty-seven, the podcast where we review movies. Myself, Ace Gully, and you. Sid, doc. You sound very unsure of (laughs) yourself.
1: I wasn't sure where you were going. Sid talk.
0: Um, Yeah, so... And I am? You are my wife. Correct. And I am your husband. (laughs) That's a good introduction. (laughs) Okay. So um, the movie we're looking at this week is Black Swan on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2010 movie nominated for Oscars, including uh, it won an Oscar for Best Performance.
1: In a leading role. Female
0: for Natalie Portman, um, this Blu-ray disc is released on the twenty-eighth of March. So it was released last week, or a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's from our friends at Fox. And you're going to give us the quick synopsis of this. Hence, did you notice the word "quick"? Quick synopsis of this movie.
1: Noticed and noted, but okay. ignored. I'm going to say there's not a quick synopsis to this, except that it is a. Man versus himself tale mixed with Black, uh, what's it called? Swan Lake. You know, the story of a person's descent into potential madness for their art. I would, that's how I'd put it.
0: Very good. So, um, Black Swan, Darren Aronofsky's new movie. Uh, I'm a, quite a fan of Darren Ar- Aronofsky. Not everything, because I did not particularly like Pie, to be honest.
1: We never finished it.
0: Uh, we did. I. I didn't. No? No, did I didn't even particularly like it. I finished it. And you know where I finished it? It was funnily enough, it was on YouTube. Mm. Not anymore. But it was at one time. And I, I ended up watching it and wasn't actually a big fan, even though people beloved on it. But from Requiem with a Dream onwards, I, I, I definitely think I'm a fan. So Black, what? Else? Oh, you'll
1: tell what else he did later.
0: Yeah, so Black Swan. Um, story of ballet. You know, um, do you know what? This is the funny. This is a funny. It's story. Not really the story of ballet. Well, no, I mean it's a, a story set within the framework of ballet. But what I'm saying is, I've only been to one ballet in my life, and it, you know, I, I remember I went with school. I've told you about it before, um, and it was Swan Lake, and it was like the four-hour presentation of Swan Lake, <laughs> and I was about twelve years old, so it was super boring to me. Like, <laughs> like it was okay for thirty minutes. But as the third hour rolled around, I was kind of jittery and wanted to leave, you know? Do you ever
1: notice that those sounds of your hands come up on the sound of the... I'm so, not telling um, you what to do, I'm just saying.
0: So, <laughs> um... And
1: completely ignore me, that's fine.
0: Well, it's not <laughs> a discussion to have on the air, right? No, I'm uh, just saying, I'm just I, pointing I, it plus out. Plus, I was mid-thought, so... Alright. So, yeah, I've been to... See one ballet in my life, Swan Lake, so... Did that put you off it, because it was so boring? No, because I I knew it wasn't boring. I was just young, right? So, I mean, a teen teenage... 12 um, not old. even a teenager, a 12-year-old boy going to see a ballet is probably... Unless mm-hmm. you're into ballet, you're probably going to be fairly bored, right? So, um, at least I knew the story of Swan Lake is what I was getting at. I mean, most people right. do, right? I didn't. Well, you...
1: No, I had no clue.
0: Animations of no, it? And,
1: no clue whatsoever. Yeah. All I've ever heard of is Swan Lake. I've never known what the story right. is or anything.
0: So... Um, First of all, I want to say about this movie, I fantastic movie. Um, You don't know what you're going to get, and what you do get is quite titillating and shocking. and All those things are in there. Um, In fact, how I felt when I'd watched Requiem for a Dream, one of Darren Aronofsky's other movies, you feel like you've been kicked in the face at the end of it. (laughs) I, I really do feel that you feel like you know it was intense uh and you need to kind of come down because it was like what the hell was that all about same with this movie um it, it's just like an experience and a hard one to watch it's like um it, you know it's difficult to watch it's uh, it's almost like a horror movie when it's not yeah you know it is the you could say the the wrestler also is like difficult to watch because yeah. It's just his style, Darren Aronofsky's style. You know, the it being very realistic. There's, it's not really movie making. It's like, it's almost like a documentary, but with some drama thrown it. Oh,
1: I disagree. It. When they said it was documentary style, I'm like, uh, no, not at all. Well, it's you amazing.
0: know, he pioneered it in The Wrestler, where, you know, the shots where you follow people around on the, sh- on the shoulders.
1: Right, I guess, um, but that to me isn't, it doesn't make the movie feel... Cinema
0: verte, as they call it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this movie has elements of both, but Mm -hmm. then it's, it's hard to, you know, piece it, it it feels real, it it feels very real, and you know, it really shows, I'm sure ballerinas don't like their thing to be shown in a kind of murky light, but it, you know, I've seen documentaries about ballerinas where ballerinas will tell you, this is like freaking hard, like it's not an easy thing, it's torture every day like even though the end product is a beautiful thing right we're all tortured in some way like you know Isn't physically that, you know, I guess
1: that's a parallel to everything in life
0: so I every think every kind he, of art I think he captured all that perfectly I don't want to spoil no no um the movie but it it, it encapsulates a baller you know I'm not familiar with a ballerina's life but I felt like I was in a, a few weeks of a ballerina's life it so happens to be like the worst weeks of a ballerina's life. <laughs> I mean, it's See, I horrible. Feel like
1: when I'm watching, I'm not thinking of it as a story in ballet. I'm actually constantly reminded. Just it's natural to me to think that is every tortured artist right there. That's Van Gogh. That's Jim Morrison. Yeah. That's you know every tortured artist who, at some point, their art is. Everything and every and it's like destructive in a way, and to get their art out that. And so, when I'm watching it, I'm not thinking of it like I mean, of course, you're seeing I didn't actually think of it, biology.
0: I thought of it like that when I was thinking after I'd watched it. Oh, right, see, I'm watching it as I'm,
1: yeah. I'm thinking, like, wow, I mean, every time somebody's sitting endless hours writing songs or endless hours painting paintings or like these dancers, it's a it's like you can't even imagine the consumption of your life to this thing, and in dancing. It's the whole of you. Imagine practicing for 10 hours a day. Your mind can't just constantly be going plie, 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 plie. It's like you have to be thinking your body has to just get in that, um, what's it called? We've said it and gamers say Muscle that, memory. Yeah. And that's your what it mind is. has to, you, you can't do anything else. You're stuck doing that. But for some reason, you're, these people are like... That's what I got from her intensity.
0: I really liked how um, it slowly, like, obviously, you know, something's kind of awry, right? From right at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It's not a happy, she's not completely jovial or anything, uh, but it's a slow crack, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. you know, that descent, like you say, you know, like the madness of King George or something. It's like a, like a, if it was a graph.
1: What's the madness of King George? The movie. What's that?
0: You've never seen that movie. No. Magnus so. of King George. It's where King George goes mad, but it's like a slow... But then no. it's like bananas. Um, maybe you should watch that movie. Maybe, maybe. You should. In fact, maybe that should be a recommendation <laughs> movie. <maybe>, because <laughs> it's you. about the, a downfall of somebody, you know? Um, but, yeah, you notice from the beginning, and it, it kind of slowly builds up, but you can feel the pressure of everybody.
1: Oh, the instant like, her like mother is v- dressing her. I'm yeah, like, oh. Yeah, no, just,
0: like, the mother, yeah, weird. Um, obviously, she's... A product of a mother and a mother's kind of stifling her in some way, but then when she meets the Vincent Cassel character, and he he's yeah. got this weird, he pressures everybody. From that moment he enters um, the room and st- and walks, and everybody. Well, they, well, I didn't quite grasp what they were doing. I didn't either. Did when they? they took their skirts off? I think off. The, I think maybe the maybe his rule was you don't wear them when you're practicing or whatever, and they were doing it kind of like as a. You know like where people rebel he a little bit, yeah, yeah. where schoolgirls like at school will wear like the socks too long or whatever. I think it was one of those things when they all kind of went, "Oh shit,
1: here it comes." Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that's what it was. But from the moment he enters the room with that presence, and they're all kind of scared of him, like scared of him or, uh, and
1: turned on by him. Yeah. And that. they want him to be the daddy figure, the lover figure, the train me, teach me, guide me kind of thing. It's a very twisted, but, but very know, realistic and, thing. And
0: he puts pressure on them all to be perfect. Like, um, well, they put pressure on themselves too, don't they? Um, but yeah, it, you feel this pressure pushing down on her. Every single, and it gets worse. But I feel like it it's like. all
1: from inside her. I don't even feel like he's that much of a pressure. Well, everything Her mother isn't that. even that much of a pressure. It's I just mean, she's
0: like a straight-laced kind of... I think focused. that she's
1: living her life through the daughter and therefore the thing of dressing her and fiddling with her hair and all that kind of stuff it's you know she could just blow it off and be like okay whatever mom wants to put my coat on me but in her mi- her mind is everybody's like you said it's like a pressure cooker in her mind and everything everybody else does is like a little knife poking at her poking at her poking at her so it's all from inside her mind which is and- really comes across to me
0: yeah, it does. It's a very um focused piece of filmmaking cuz what he's trying to get across to you it's very precise like cuz you you get the message instantly. I mean, you you throughout the whole film you know exactly what he's getting at like Yeah, what she I'm, sees. Yeah, and yeah. you know, he's a dude. He's not like he says he's not into ballet. He doesn't know the ballet world, but he draws on enough of it to I, you know I'm not an expert either and pro- ballet people might be saying well it's completely wrong Yeah, they, they yeah but... but no I felt like I was in a ballet for you know 90 minutes So, um, and I wanted to actually mention the the way he films dancing um, the opening scene especially where she's just dancing mm-hmm. with the guy um, it has this you know he uses this handheld camera and moves around them but he amps the sound up slightly, and it and it's like you can hear a breathing and a and the uh,
1: scoops of the toes on the floor. Yeah, and, and you can hear the
0: like he mentioned about like an athlete or whatever. But then you also hear this like they've mixed this really off kilter thing that you don't even I don't even know what it is because I was hoping in the extras it would explain what those weird sounds were that you hear every now and then. Um, I couldn't figure out what they were, but it makes you feel kind of oh,
1: I thought I think I know to me. I makes know you what feel it was. kind of sick every time I heard it. It was um like.
0: Like feathers. Like whoosh,
1: whoosh, in yeah, the Yeah, but wind. there was
0: some other stuff, like um like chattery little voices, but car alarms or it was some weird shit. Like it was about five hundred things condensed into a thing and then kind of played backwards. That is what it sounded like to yeah. me. And every time it happened it made me feel like Ominous you
1: know, and weird. Yeah, and,
0: and, and like he uses like um the bass rumbling, like a, like a just when you know something's a bit off in this scene but it's not completely obvious he puts this weird sound in there so you're kind of taken aback a little bit even though nothing is really happening it's all inside her yeah, yeah. you feel her brewing like I really like that and I think he did that in um,
1: yeah the wrestler. Dream. and wrestler yeah
0: yeah okay. it's like it's an internal thing yeah now originally this was supposed to be all one movie the wrestler and black swan a big long really of comparison of two different types oh, But. Yeah. A very similar breakdown, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but it The intensity
1: up. of the individuals, um, it seems like the theme is the individual who attaches to a thing. There's the wrestler who has attached himself to the wrestling and the dancer who's attached herself yeah, to like the dancer. Yeah, like fully committed. to But them, who they are, they're so incredibly fragile and insecure that it doesn't matter what they've picked in this life. The same outcome is going to be there. It's going to never be enough. No, because as a person, hu- the human they are, they can't they can't pull it all together. They have this. It's like a, a Patrick Bates. Is that his name? Bateman. Patrick Bateman. There's the facade of the perfection and the power and the.
0: This is what uh, I'm Patrick showing Bateman's the world. Patrick Bateman's from American Psycho. Oh, right,
1: American yeah. Psycho character who's on the outside, Mr. Perfect.
0: Yeah, but on I the mean, inside of he's Serial a Killer.
1: Serial Killer, and that is where he truly thrives. Like, that's where he gets his kicks, that's where he gets his satisfaction. And I think that's the idea of characters who, and you know them in life, you know them in real life. People who put on this facade of perfection and um, uh, motivation and achievements and all this kind of shit. But on the inside. They've got a whole other dark side, and that's what drives them. And I think that's the parallel, is that it didn't. the wrestler guy could have been a dancer, and she could have been a boxer, it didn't matter. And it's there's an dying.
0: absolute parallel between the two movies, if you think of them. Sure. They're a similar style, the way they're filmed, but the, the breakdown of the two people, and the grotesqueness, because the wrestler's thing is grotesque in its own mm-hmm. way, um, and this also... Um, so but yeah, it was supposed to be a big, yeah.
1: the idea of mutilating yourself to get some kind of feedback that you're doing something in this life. Where on inside, I think they're just dead, almost. Yeah. You know. So, so to him,
0: to him, it was um, deep two different professions, but very similar uh-huh. human stories in between. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, it would have been a cool long film, but it got split into two films. But I'm glad it did. Really, yeah, because yeah. You can compare. You can.
1: And what can we say in life that truly the art music the thing the sports that we watch the things that entertain the masses that are performed and done by the tiny few majority of minority of people that could be what that's where that all comes from the sort of madness that those people have yeah. you know like a real athlete who like Goes out on a soccer-slash-football field every week and gets pummeled and runs and trains and beats, gets a shit beat out of them, or a rugby player, or American football, or... And
0: they all seem very together when you see them.
1: Right, but then you imagine them in the locker room with their head hanging down and just like,
0: I can't do it like, you don't mean, Yeah, exactly. When you see David Beckham, for instance, you know, he's Mr. Handsome, he always seems very together is very smooth but he could be like in the background he could be like yeah this is <laughs> hardcore like it's killing me like you know inside like um yeah so i guess that's the what he's drawing on like he's sort of the the ultimate
1: success story whereas these characters that Aronofsky plays around with yeah, they never they're never going to no, be <laughs> kind of but <laughs> because not because like, themselves hold there's yeah. a there's a big stop sign in front of
0: them somewhere that just i mean like the, that yeah the, like the wrestler he at one point was at the peak of his game. He wasn't like the world champ well, yeah, it was he was a champion of sorts.
1: Yeah.
0: And this girl, you know, this is a major production. It's not she's not a Yeah, yeah. She's not in a little local ballet company. She's on a major production, you know. So they are at the height of their games, but yeah, they will never keep it, will they? Right. In fact the Winona Ryder character, um which also parallels a real mm-hmm. um is also in there, which is um Interesting, because, yeah, it's like they spit them, they use them up and yeah, spit yeah, them out. Yeah, yeah, chew them up, the up and spit them out. Which is the same with the wrestler. He, when they, Once he wasn't as yeah, yeah. popular, they didn't want him, and then he just, you know, like we saw signs autographs for, like, three people in a room and stuff. It's, like, sad, you know. And then tries to pick his career up.
1: So um, At any cost.
0: Yeah, and with this, it's just about, you know, dedication and... What that but is be. it
1: dedication? That's the thing. It's a drive that is not... It's not dedication like what we think of being dedicated in a noble way. It's dedication in a self-mutilation way. That looks like dedication from the outside. But it's actually just an obsession. Like, unstoppable. You know?
0: And the thing I've always... You know, I don't know a lot about ballet. But from what I've been led to believe... I don't know if it's from movies or whatever in my head... It's, like, super bitchy behind the scenes, like, girls, um...
1: That's my only impression as well, and I don't know, because... Yeah, where's that coming from? Like, you
0: know, like, you know, ooh, I'm better than you, or, like, I wish I had, you know... Like, it's
1: super competitive.
0: Yeah, and it comes across here. Um, I guess
1: that's also in a lot of things. Modelling and acting and, you know...
0: Yeah, because I guess everybody wants to be on top of, do they, you know? I mean, people, driven people, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um... So, yeah, I I love this movie. I think, um...
1: It pulls a lot out of you. You know, the thinking about a lot of things. It's a very philosophical kind I of I actually thing. was
0: very moved by the ending. Yeah, me too. Like, the music. I mean, obviously, obviously Swan Lake's actual music is quite kind of moving anyway. But I was actually moved by the way it was presented. Is it the...
1: Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. But,
0: well, it's more than that, but that's one piece of it. Um... Yeah, last for four hours, I think. <laughs> so, Just that uh, da, da, da,
1: yeah. da, da, da,
0: over and over. But uh, the, I don't want to say the end scene, but <clears throat> the end scene's actually kind of moving. I actually felt wrung out by it.
1: Well, you've kind of said it then.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, well, pe- anybody who knows Swan Lake knows what happens in Swan Lake. Um, maybe it does or doesn't happen here, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> the way it was staged, music, yeah, yeah, the actual dancing. And the way he films dancing, which is very unique. Because, you know, you watch a ballet, or you watch excerpts of ballet, it's never from a dynamic angle like that. It's just looking at the stage yeah, and yeah. people are moving around. You're never in between them and moving in circles. So that actually really, I don't know, I, I like the way. And, you know, like I say, the sounds of them breathing and the, that weird feathery noise that it makes. And, that, you know? Yeah, they do that a lot. <laughs> and and also a kind of like squidgy noise, like yeah, like somebody pushing the finger. Well, I think that's win. like
1: the I don't know. I thought that was the sound of the feet on the floor.
0: It was odd, but like um, scurrying. Yeah, I I I liked it. I think uh, deserved Oscar um, nomination because we've seen quite a few of them now. I mean, deserved Oscar, not nomination, win for just her her or? role. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, it's, it it looked harrowing to me, like you know,
1: it's emotional. She had some pretty emotional moments. Yeah. All and the, that the variety era. of Yeah, she I mean there's loads of things in there. There's never any true happiness. I really like scene. There's a the couple scene. of like let down your hair moments that were in such stark contract to contrast to the moments when some people are yeah. telling her to let down your hair and her actual the way she embodies those both I thought was really I really like the scene. Brilliant, for The one
0: that I thought was the, like, really, really good scene, probably my favourite scene in the movie, was where she's told she's got the part in Swan Lake and she goes into the bathroom stall and phones her mother up. Mm. I thought that was amazing. Like, it was, like, she she tells you everything she needs to tell you with, like, four words. I mean, she didn't even have to tell her mother. I didn't
1: feel that as much. I felt that was a bit...
0: No, I really, really thought that was possibly one of the best
1: it was the more subtle things to me that really I felt were just her looks and the, in one second, the raise of her eyebrow in a, and then putting it back to where it needed to be so no one would catch a glimpse of her almost having a feeling. It's, uh, you, know you, know when,
0: f- you know when Patrick Bateman said, like, he one day the mask doesn't slip? Yeah. It's like you're putting yeah, yeah. the mask on and it's kind of. Sl-
1: He's a good And example. it's kind
0: of slightly crooked, but you're trying to straighten it all the time. Like, that's, what it, that's what it is. That, that movie's genius, American Psycho.
1: It really is. It's so. <laughs> it's not a highly. I guess the movie itself isn't as. No, it's not upsetting. It's... Not upsetting. It's not but...
0: actually that upsetting at all. The movie, to be honest.
1: The book is what I'm getting at. The, the book, book is the like bus, really? unbelievably grotesque. Yeah, you know? but the movie's not. But, it's... but amazing to read.
0: See, I'd read the book of that, and then mm-hmm. when I when I went to see the movie, I know I wasn't expecting a literal translation. of You were of thinking, that
1: book. how the hell can they? I was this thinking, into how the hell could
0: movie? you do it? And then I was thinking to myself. I'm definitely going to be disappointed by this movie if I'm thinking it's anything like that book. But the lady who directed it, directed it almost in a comedic uh, fashion in parts. And the horrific parts were best left to your imagination. I mean,
1: comedy of tragedy? It wasn't comedy. Yeah,
0: and I don't mean straight up like ha ha ha. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, it was kind of...
1: Caricature.
0: Yeah, humorous. Yeah. Um, and then the horrific parts of that were left to your imagination, like... Yeah. yes you can see him he's going to do something but you don't literally see it being done kind of like Dexter you know?
1: yeah um, you see you, a lot of that
0: you do but you know what that's the funny thing about uh, just off topic a little while Dexter um, you know you do see him doing stuff you see him doing stuff so much if you watch the whole thing you're absolutely desensitised to it yeah. I, whenever he puts somebody in the in the cling yeah, yeah. wrap I'm I'm just like okay you know I get desensitised desensitized to him Doing stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the cast here. Natalie Portman as Nina Sayers. Um, like I just said. What do you think?
1: I agree. I, well...
0: I've been a fan since The Professional. Correct. <laughs> um, I feel
1: like it was one of those where... If there's so much focus on her face. On her head. At a lot of times. There's a lot of just one shot of her face. Yeah, like, all the time. It's really Almost close. all the time. So when you're watching and you realize she completely there's never a phoning in as we like as we say in as for boring fashion but there's never it's like you feel like she is in it every second every second and she's t- like troubled you I know think what that's I mean why this it character feels. is so troubled and you feel the the frag, the fragility and then I think well she is a young actress she's been in this world for in that kind of world for a long time. She's gotta be pulling on something because you know, something inside that really happens with
0: this And I think that's not that why she's psychotic, his, but I think that's why his movies feel so intimate because he does that close
1: There's a lot of close ups. And yeah. you
0: know, obviously Mickey Rock, um
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's right up in his face and it's not glamorous. It's just Mickey Rock's face close up. It's
1: Yeah, I, I could have swore that from watching this movie, and I'm not bullshitting, that she was at least almost forty. Now, she's not in uh, real life and she's not in the movie, but because It shows the 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 stress and the strain. I mean, there's so much going on in her, the emotions, and she's just drugged down. And then she's too thin, and she's you know sick, and you know like part. You know there are times when she's throwing up, and then she's confused, and the. Maybe I'm seeing wrinkles where they aren't there, but she was aged Considering The only
0: light for, lightly focus on an eating disorder possibly in the, well, yes. Not no, not possi- even eating.
1: Yeah. Not possibly, <laughs> but
0: like, yeah, you know, with the cake and and also with the puking. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's another thing I always think um, models and ballet dancers and stuff, you know. Obviously, got to keep the weight down, right? Tyra Go. Banks
1: likes to every year in. Uh, well, of course, I like to watch America's Next Top Model, and every year she has to interject some one episode at least with the mention of nutrition and healthy eating and healthy eating disorders, right? And, you know, to kind of say we're aware of it, but then of course you know behind the scenes, all, girls don't stay to, that no. skinny by eating dinner. And a ballet <laughs> dancer's <laughs>
0: physique, a ballet dancer's physiques even. Frailer than a model's physique. I mean, it's... Well, it's she's
1: not No, not really, because they're at least got loads of muscles. But when you uh, look at
0: the legs and stuff, they're just like thin, pe- like chair legs. They're, I
1: disagree. they got really <clears> good <throat> thigh muscles.
0: Like, I, you must me, not be
1: looking close enough.
0: To me, it looks kind of sickly. And ribs poking out and...
1: Yeah, the upper body no and so, stuff, but the thighs and the hips are always more muscular because they have to be, really.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine they have to be because they...
1: But, like, their ankles and their calves always look really strained. And that woman who was... Like, when you saw her from behind, she was, like, training her in the movie. Yeah, a
0: real way. And that
1: weirdness of the back. Because of the, all the bones and,
0: that's ever been. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because they're used to it. I will
1: never identify with being too thin, I can assure you. Only my hair is too thin. That's it, on my whole body. Maybe my eyelashes and my hair and my fingernails. But as far as having too skinny legs,
0: no. Not I don't know. So we've got um, Mila Kunis' Lily... My, I like Mila Kunis. One of my, well, my I mean,
1: favorite things I've ever seen her in. I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan, except I watch Family Guy all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've her not voice. seen. Her. I've not seen her in a ton of stuff. I've se- I saw her in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. What else? Extract. Extract. Yeah, she was nothing yeah. in extract. Um,
1: she was also the girl from American Psycho too.
0: Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was yeah. Patrick Bateman's, like. um Somebody who got obsessed away
1: with him or something. And somebody, oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: got away from him. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible.
1: Well, I don't think it was horrible.
0: No, it was horrible because I, I was like, oh, this could be kind of cool. I watched it. William like, Shatner. Yeah, it was. F- oh, it wasn't
1: God. horrible, but it wasn't great.
0: I found it horrible. I mean, it was like no, a total you're don't bother let
1: down. You yeah, a let down. Don't,
0: don't even call it American Psycho. It's nothing to do. You know, it's like. Uh... But yeah, no. Uh, she was good in this.
1: Yes, she was good. She read that role of being the. The girl who is the dancer, but she's relaxed, and she's sensual, and she's sexual. Sensual is another word. She's sexual, and she's cool, but she's not obnoxious, and she's not uptight. Like, this young Mm -hmm. woman is... The opposite. The the idea is she's the opposite. So, And I thought she was good. I mean, I really enjoyed... There were moments where you're like... Because you're a little bit confused at times what's real and what isn't. That I'm thinking, you know, is the perception of how she's being real are That's we what's seeing good about the coolness this, um, of her is she genuine is she not is it, you know so that was really
0: good uh, Vincent Casile plays Thomas Elroy um, I'm a big fan of Vincent Cassel uh, from a film that we've mentioned lots of times Irreversible but I mean he's in lots of uh, lots of French movies lots of he's been in quite a few Hollywood movies to be honest but um, he's commanding he's one of yeah. he's not one of uh, France's best actors you know he's like a one of their best you know they laud him all the time that is not an accident. He's actually very, very good. Um, this role, he just plays a good... See, I don't, you're going to say like an asshole. No, I'm way. not going to say an asshole, actually, because I'm going to say he's somebody like um, Natalie Portman's character who is driven and self-involved because very, of it. Yeah. Um, but yes, there are elements of assholery to him. Um, he's a womanizer, he's
1: a Yeah. But is he a cop. <laughs> Because the thing is, they let everything that we see is because these women he's an ego. want a big ego. What they want so much that they want to like lap it up and, and he's they quite wanna... powerful to them. Right. But he's not overpowering, so that's why I liked him so much, because he didn't play the like overly assertive bigger than life like you know and there
0: are scenes um, such as the scene where he he, um, goes to his apartment with her yeah where you expect something and it's not he's not exactly what you think so he's a bit more complicated than you actually give him credit for like because at first I think you're in me personally I was in my mind this guy's an ass he's going to be a cock he's going to be womanizer screwing them all whatever he's going to be doing It's not 100% true, like, it's... You know? I like it, and I really like him. I like him when he performs in French better, though. (laughs) I mean, I I do like him. He's done this movie where he's like a... Something like the French version of Goodfellas, I've heard, that is supposed to be really good. It's like three parts, and each one's four hours long. Jeez. I really want to see that, because it's him, you know? And Irreversible. He was fantastic in Irreversible. It was...
1: Well it's an emotional movie I'm not sure if I'd have to watch it again Just watch him closely Because he's not really the His performance isn't really What you're focused on it's, it's pretty intense It's a very dynamic movie
0: Yeah so um, Barbara Don't Hershey, watch it with the kids No Barbara All Black Swan Don't watch Black Swan with No the kids. Uh, Barbara Hershey is Erica Sayers um, The mother She um, plays a good Creepy mother Yeah it's
1: It's Creepy but You feel like
0: But not overboard Like Right
1: there's like it, an intensity believe, about her. But it isn't like she's
0: abusive,
1: but she's controlling in a way that's fulfilling something in her. It's not so much, you know, like, it's damaging, obviously, because she's feeding this young daughter's obsession. But I thought she was just creepy, creepy half like most creep, of the time. Like a
0: creepy showbiz mom and dad.
1: Very, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and but then, not cheery. no
1: real manipulative you know like fine it's trash then that moment it's like oh god what a horrible what a horrible mother because you know that kind of thing
0: yeah that emotional blackmail yes exactly Um, Winona Ryder uh, put in there it's pretty brief pretty brief Um, Beth McIntyre could have been
1: anyone I'm I'm not being rude I'm just saying
0: yeah exactly all
1: you're thinking is oh that's Winona Ryder why I
0: wonder why why?
1: maybe his friends were there or something yeah
0: something I I, like you I was kind of like Okay, there's Winona Ryder. Doesn't.
1: I guess you could, if you knew her. You could mind, equate a it to
0: Real Wife. Yes,
1: where she was the Maybe that's what he wanted young girl actress that everybody was hot for. She kind of fell off the thing there. She had a lot of hard she times. She threw up, spat her out. Exactly. Which and is what the ballet been, did to her. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'll, I'll, I do like that scene where they're like, here's the old one who's leaving, and yeah, here's yeah. the new one. Like, to say, like, this new one, we'll all be down there in a year. Yeah. And they, you know what I mean? Cheated up and Acknowledging
1: out. the process while everybody's just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: yeah, it's weird. It's, it's, <laughs> that's creepy in itself just to watch that happening. Um, so directed by Darren Aronofsky, as I said, um, Requiem for a Dream. Very underrated movie that will not, I don't think tons of people saw it, to be honest. It's. I
1: thought uh, it was nominated for Academy Awards for Ellen Barkin. I
0: Burkin. don't. Or not Ellen Barkin. It was Exorcist, Mom, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, Ellen something
0: yeah uh, no I don't know if it was but I do know that when I mention it to people they've never seen it Hmm. Um, it's really disturbing more so than Black Swan actually because it it actually goes really extreme doesn't it you know but it's an awesome
1: I don't remember it much I have to say it again
0: it's an awesome up close look at what drugs prescription drugs in this case can, can do to somebody um it is Ellen Barkin, isn't it?
1: Uh, no, is it Barkin?
0: I think so. Exorcist I but thought Ellen
1: Barkin was. She well, plays like... it
0: waltz and all in there. She's. Yeah, yeah. It's not a glamorous role. It's really. It, it's close up, right in your face yeah, all the time. He's, he loves that. Yeah, it, um, yeah. I recommend it uh, highly. That one. It's a. Uh, and he also did the wrestler, and he also did pie, and he also did, this one. Um, I really like him. I think he's very unique. I don't. I think he's like, like ballsy in some way. It's because like, his movies don't come off like anybody else's to me. True. it's You could say, oh, well, the wrestler's similar to Black Swan, and maybe his next one will be similar to these also, you know, in the style. But that's his But world. then that's his style, yeah. yeah. And I think it's ballsy. I think it's. I think he. Like, like he says, he likes to throw himself into a world. Don't know much about ballet, but I'm going to get in there and tell you a story within it. And I. But, I don't
1: think that's the way he thinks. I want to tell a story. Here's my tool, I'll figure it out.
0: But it, you know, the close up, this Cinema Verte thing that he's been doing recently, I don't think it completely applies to Requiem for a Dream. I think he was, that was more like pie, like a visual. It, it had a lot of crazy, like camera moves and stuff. Whereas this doesn't so much, it's more just straight up following people, like Shaky Cam almost a lot. Um, so I think he's developed a style, but I think he's unique. I, I, I've heard people, I heard somebody go off on him for five minutes the other day saying how, you know, what has Hollywood come to with letting people like this Aronofsky make movies because he's a hack and it's just completely useless and, and I was, I was watching this guy and it was one of those kakalaki movie guys who I like, and one, he was just sat in his car ranting for about five minutes about what a hack and these movies are just Does he know,
1: does he know the definition of hack? Apparently not.
0: But uh, I was thinking, how can somebody think that? Because this is, it's extreme talent to me. I mean, it's like, I watch a lot of movies and I know the directors and, you know, some, like we've said, some directors just make cookie cutter things, don't they? Like, meet the fuckers and things like that.
1: Those are hacks. Yeah, yeah. You make a movie just for cash.
0: Yeah, those things.
1: That is what, a hack is a person who... Like say I write one interesting novel and it's kind of quirky and weird and everybody loves me and then the next novel I write is a romance comedy that I sell off to Hollywood and they make a, you know yeah. they put McConaughey like and, sold out. <laughs> and uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter in it and that's that's a hack. Now I don't I don't see how this guy is a hack but those guys are sound full of full shit sometimes so
0: they're really into like cinema in general. I'm, I mean I'm not saying those guys are well versed in cinema. They know about cinema but they just only one of them Dislikes uh, Aronofsky Watching sense.
1: a lot of movies Doesn't equal knowing A lot about movies
0: um, But no I, I think he's um, You know
1: He th- could be Semi-pretentious Because he said He got an idea Of reading Dov Dov Whatever it's called Dov Dovsh- That guy The Is a Russian Poet not a poet. He said he was reading something by him where there was... The guy woke up and his double person was there. And then he went and saw Black Swan and realized it was a, about a mirror image. You know, the twins. And then he kind of... So I think... And I'm not saying everyone who reads all that kind of stuff is pretentious. But in my experience, when people refer a lot back to reading Nietzsche and Dostoevsky, again, I can't... How do you say that? I don't know. I can't even... I don't remember. I think you might
0: have just said it right.
1: You just... You just get this vibe of... Right, so you're reading a lot of other people's ideas. What are your ideas? You know what I mean? That's what I get. So it's potentially pretentious in there. But I didn't get that from this movie. So I'd have to see more and...
0: No, and I don't get that from the wrestler either.
1: No, just no, not they, at all. They feel
0: quite grounded and they feel... They've got an interesting style that other people do not have that style. It's not like he copied off somebody. I don't think. He didn't feel like it to me. He feels like he has his own like thing. not feel like it, yeah. Um... Like Paul Thomas Anderson, I feel has his own thing. He does his own, mm-hmm. sticks to his own thing, and
1: they examine human as now talk about pretentious, but the human condition. Oh. They really do. I mean, that is what it is. Paul Thomas Anderson does it. I mean, um, what's the oil one? There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood is like a true, a real, another, ex, a big examination of someone's rise and fall and obsession and all that kind of stuff. So these guys are tapped into the same data stream.
0: <laughs> so moving on to the extras for this fine Blu-ray disc, uh, which also, you can't see this, listeners, but it has an awesome cover. I really like the cover. It's just a picture of um, Natalie Portman as the black swan. Just her head. Very close. Uh, as we were saying, just her face. Just an awesome looking mm-hmm. uh, cover. Uh, and extras on this disc is actually a documentary, really good. documentary called *Metamorphosis*, uh, behind-the-scenes documentary with Darren Aronofsky. It's like a 55-minute interviews with everybody involved. Deals is it with, that long? Yeah, 55 minutes. It deals with um, each costume, special effects, the director himself, the actors. Everybody gets a say in there. Really liked it. Also, it's filmed by the DP. And it's filmed beautifully, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know when you see an extra, it's usually just filmed by some secondary crew, well, this is filmed by the DP of the movie, so it's got the, the focus effects and all that stuff going on in just a documentary, which I really enjoyed, like, so, um, yeah, you get to see some technical stuff, you get to see how the special effects are done, which there are more special effects than I thought there were in there, like face mapping, yeah, that, yeah. that is like, it, face mapping has come such a long way because I didn't notice it.
1: Because I could have swore it was always her dancing yeah, every
0: single minute. What I read and out of Natalie Portman's mouth was she did eighty percent of the dancing in the movie. Obviously, she can't do everything because she's not a ballet dancer. Right? Right, right. So they got a real ballet dancer. She had marks on her face, and they face mapped Natalie Portman's face onto the other ballet dancer. You cannot tell it happened ever. In fact, the only time it happened when I saw the other ballet dancer with marks on her face, and I was like, wow. Right. So, um, this metamorphosis excellent documentary fly on the wall really right you just following them it's on the set
1: yeah I like those the best
0: lots of talk lots of Aronofsky actually talking which is good because um he, you know he says a lot of stuff uh, behind the curtain an inside look at the ballet's influence on the film's costume and production design exactly what it says uh, and then there's a bunch of like four to five minute they're they're from Fox movie channel mm-hmm pretty much covers each thing individually but I feel if you've seen the Metamorphosis documentary all the other things
1: yeah they're pretty much
0: a repeat of what you already saw with the Black Swan logo at the end they kind of like cut up so they can be on TV you know um but I think it's enough extras I know there isn't a commentary with Aronofsky on it that's missing Mm, but the documentary kind of makes up for it yeah yeah um and then there's a second disc with a digital copy um I actually like these discs as well, interestingly enough. I like the artwork on the discs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're quite different. There's two like two discs and they've got nice pictures of Dathalie Portman uh, in yeah. different versions of herself. Um, so, in closing on Black Swan, what do we think? What, what do you think? I'm super impressed. Um, I liked <laughs> it better than The Wrestler, even though I like The Wrestler a lot. Uh, in fact, you know what? I think it's my favorite movie by him. Mm. Um, I I was actually moved at the end of it, and there's this uh, hard for me. See, I,
1: now I'm the opposite because I was more moved by the wrestler's tale, the story of him. I thought his was sadder. That's the this that's one was more tragic, maybe. Mm. Well, no, that was pretty tragic.
0: Not as sad, though. I felt sorry for him all the time, the wrestler. Yeah. Whereas the Black Swan, the Natalie um, Poems character, I didn't necessarily feel sorry for her. No. At all. It was just... I was going on the, you know, she was going down. and uh,
1: I felt a sense of doom.
0: Yeah, but not, I didn't go, oh, you know, she's...
1: See, the problem, the, my thing. my problem, I loved it. Don't, um, if you're asking my opinion, I loved it. it was Like you said, it was titillating, it had moments of just brilliance to me, of you're uncomfortable and excited and, oh, God, and like all at the same time. You can't I can't say what's going to happen. But in real life, a person like that character, I don't like them. I don't like the weepy, whiny, weak, um, poor me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry people. I They don't, I just can't. So, when I'm seeing one of them sort of descend into madness, I'm kind of like, Enjoying you're it. bringing it on yourself because you're... And maybe that's weak. why you don't feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her, only that her life has basically been spent for her yeah. in this dance thing. But, and I'm rooting for her in a weird way like to
0: I don't know but whereas the wrestling, you actually I feel sorry for I want to get some satisfaction he's, he's, she never he's, does
1: he's trying he tries but it's not working for him but then you have to go well he wasn't a great father so you can't have too much sympathy for him but he and then he's it's almost like he's hopeless but yeah. he has tried and he's not an apologizer he's not a he he did his thing and then he lost it I enough. think
0: that's where they are very different movies even though they're very similar mhm subject matters and stuff I think that's where they are different movies because yeah thinking back I didn't feel sorry for Natalie Palmer's character I just thought to myself she's broken and this is what's going to happen to her Um, I don't think there's any hope for her really with taking this journey with her and throughout the time didn't really feel you know the mother I kind of felt sorry that she had a mother like that that that's kind of suppressed her a bit not a bit, all, a lot of it sucked her up a bit. Yeah. And kind of blames her for things, which is awful. hmm yeah. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, I give up my life yeah. for
1: you, and now I'm living my life through you, kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Like, oh, so pathetic. And I guess that's why I don't have that... Not that I sympathize with the guy who decided to be a wrestler and then, you know, it all fell apart. But, I mean, just as a personality... I don't like the weepy, I've been moulded into something, poor me people. That just drives me nuts. Like
0: I do, I do love this movie, though. I, I do, do I, I absolutely love it. I'm thinking it's my favourite Aronofsky movie so far. Um, just, you know, I'm not a ballet person. I don't sit and watch ballet, but I actually was interested in...
1: It transcends that, though. Really it cool. does,
0: but even just the being in the ballet world was interesting to me like you don't it,
1: like American football but you liked Any Given Sunday yeah, yeah you know that kind of thing
0: yeah so yeah I, I loved it I highly recommend it um, and you did too mm-hmm. so uh, contest you can go to um, enter a contest and thank you to Fox for this week's review Blu-ray and next week's uh, movie review will be The Chronicles of Narnia The Voyage of the Dawn Treader <laughs> that's a uh, Narnia 3, I wrote down there. Right. So, episode 3 of the... Na- I, you like the Narnia movies. I like mm-hmm. the Narnia movies. Um, so, yeah. New Narnia movie. I'm excited. So, uh, movie... Rame- Ru- <laughs> Ruby... Ruby Mecca. <laughs> movie... Rod- Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I have some kind of mental block <laughs> on that one. Movie
1: word. recommendations.
0: Movie recommendations for this week. See, so, I can say it. Um, I put down The Wrestler, because it is the perfect companion to this movie. I feel like they'd be kind of cool back to back because it
1: Mm. you'd
0: probably see more i think you'd
1: be a little too depressed by the end of that day holy shit
0: maybe but (laughs) it would
1: not be it would not be a cheery day
0: and then follow it up with magnolia
1: (laughs) and there will be blood and punch drunk love let's throw a few of the punch drunk love is a
0: happy movie to me i feel insanely happy when i watch it i mean i i find it really happy (laughs)
1: <laughs> that they really find a... each other No. well yeah but it isn't like, but it is it, it's a fucked up
0: love story exactly But it,
1: and it's also sad and. it's
0: quite yeah there's some sad parts but overall I feel happy when I watch it I mean by the outcomes and stuff don't know I might be just made different Punch Drunk <laughs> Love's about different you know were you kids. happy
1: about there will be blood were you, you rooting for that guy
0: <laughs> I love that guy <laughs> he wasn't you know, he was an asshole, but I liked his uh, operational style, <laughs> the way he ran his business. It was kind of, mm. you know, maybe not, maybe not the greatest. No, <laughs> no, another descent into madness like this movie. Exactly. Um, because once the milkshake comes out. don't So, uh, yeah, the wrestler, and my second one. <laughs> that, and this is, process, go- this, is process, how- <laughs> this is my mental process. How I got... you on your leg. This is my mental process. Nobody cares about for you. This is my mental process. How I got. Oh, then I don't movie. matter. No. Um, so I was thinking of other Darren Aronofsky movies, and I thought of Pi. And then I thought I didn't really like Pi. So what kind of movies did I watch around that time when Pi came out? And then I thought of Cube. It's nothing to do with Darren Aronofsky. It's nothing to do with Black Swan. <laughs> it's just an awesome visionary kind of movie. Yeah. Cube. Definitely. Um it, it spawned many sequels, but skip the sequels and just watch the original. Um, it's cube.
1: It's kinda like Tron, the like you you might think if you're now watching it and you go, Well, oh, it looks a little bit shaky in the special effects, this and that, but I mean you're talking about a way ahead of its time. It still is kind of. Was it from the eighties?
0: No, early nineties. You sure? Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah.
1: That was lady. No,
0: it's just a real independent, cheap movie. Yeah, yeah. But the concept of it is a great concept. It is. Um,
1: you really rally in because you're just like oh, that's fucked up. Because what if, what if yeah. you woke up and you're in this place with like, uh, you gotta watch. Yeah, I agree. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and my recommendations are because I was trying to think of other movies that have this. You know. When you learn about literature and telling stories, you learn about the different types. There's man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself, right? Man versus himself stories is what, like, Swan Lake is really about. It's what this story is about. And so I thought of the movie Dead Ringers, which is, of course, twins, but they are, of course, sort of flip sides of the same kind of person. And that's a creepy. Jeremy Irons plays the twin brothers who are gynecologist dudes, <laughs> really insane things. Then they meet Helen Bonham Carter. Helen Bonham. Helen? Helena Bonham Carter, who has. Well, let's just say she's a phenomenon in the gynecological world, and that is creepy as hell, and I remember watching it originally on video. And just, it was in the dark, and I was in some friend's house, and I was in college, and everyone else was asleep, and I was just up, and I think they had a videotape of it, and I stuck it in, and I was just like, I was seriously, I remember leaning over the coffee table, even just like, staring at this little (laughs) 19-inch crappy TV,
0: so, Uh, Dead Ringers. What movie that always springs to mind when Dead Ringers is mentioned, and it must be because I saw this movie around the same time as that movie, and it was equally as fucked up, was uh, Boxing Helena.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're right.
0: It's a similar kind of vibe, and it's kind of like I. Well, this is
1: well different, totally different theme. I mean, the vibe, like the that something is askew in the human mind, (laughs) like something creepy. I
0: mean, what actually what boxing Elena is about? Yeah, yeah, is just completely fucked up, and like. It's hard to process when you're watching it. You're like, really? That's what's happening? (laughs) And that's what Dead Ring comes across as. Yeah,
1: yeah. And another one about man versus himself, really, in a mental way, is A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Because you never... you, You know, there's always the question mark. Well, you don't even know there's a question mark. That's what's fucked up about it. And I really like that one. And then my third one is because Another Man Versus Himself is Fight Club, which is a classic... Man versus himself.
0: I've got, I've got one as well. The two adds to that. The fly.
1: Is that man versus himself? Kind of. It's just a dude turning into a fly.
0: Not <laughs> just a dude turning into a fly. It is. No.
1: Then he has to struggle through it and...
0: He has to struggle through his man slash fly psyche.
1: Yeah, but he's not man versus himself. brundle fly. He's not bringing himself down. The man fly versus an science
0: versus animal. Man versus nature would be that one. <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome,
1: but it really has nothing to do with what we're saying. But if you it, want to add it that it to the list, <laughs> okay.
0: it does fit in there. So um, games and a scully stuff this week. Just been playing a couple of games. First one is uh, Pilot Wings on the 3ds. I mentioned a little bit about it last week, um, but I said I hadn't played much of it. This week I have played a lot of it, and it's Nintendo's first party launch title for the 3ds. It was. Oh, there was only two Nintendo games that came out, which is odd for a launch of a system. There was uh, Nintendo Dogs and Cats and Pilot Wings. Now, Pilot Wings was an old game that I used to play on the Nintendo Entertainment System and the um, Nintendo 64. There was a version of Pilot Wings, and what it basically is is uh, fun flying in different um, contraptions. Uh, in this game, there's a hang glider, a plane, like a biplane, like a propeller plane, uh, and a jet pack, that, you know, like a thruster pack, um, and a squirrel suit, funnily enough, which you were kind of made famous in um, the second Lara Croft movie where they jump off the building in the squirrel suit. Oh. You know, the... Those, uh, and it's actually pretty cool, the squirrel You a
1: flying squirrel suit.
0: Exactly. They call them squirrel suits. Those kind of aerodynamic suits where you can hover in the air, kind of. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's a level where you're in one of those, jumping from the very top of the island, jumping down, and it's uses the 3D. It's effect. not like
1: a plushie where you're wearing a fuzzy no, squirrel suit with the No, Not like tail. Super Mario. No, all, all of us are like... tapped into the whole world of what you're talking about. So, we're talking about a very tight suit that has wings, and you put your arms out, kind of like a bat. That yeah, looks like, like a. Where you're. It's like a web from your hands to And it stops your you from feet.
0: falling as fast as Correct. you would normally. So you can glide. Like you are a parachute, yeah. basically. Um, so, and that's a fun level because uh, it's quite controllable. Uh, you know, you, you would think, oh, probably really pretty much out of control when you fall falling on one of them. Well, the way they've done it, you, uh, maybe you're not. Because you can really control. And you have to drop through rings. And you have to go through all the rings. Now, the the aim of the game Pilot Wings, is there's... It gives you a challenge, such as... Fly the hang glider through the rings and land on the pad. That's your challenge. So you're scored on that. How accurate you are going through the rings. If you miss a ring, it drops some score off. And if you land, when you land in, you have to land perfectly. Slow down and put your feet down gently. It has all this in the control scheme. And you're scored on each thing you do. And you can get one, two, or three stars. Three stars being the best. And the idea, like Super Mario, is collecting stars. Like Nintendo always put this collecting stars thing in. So there's it, it. It's a game where you'll you'll do it okay a couple of times, and then you'll come back and get the three stars because you're getting better at it. So it's got that Nintendo. I want to keep going back and getting another star kind of thing, and I want to get that perfect. You know, <coughs> some of the some of them, like I say, it was go through two rings and land. Well, it gets a lot more complicated than that. When you get further up the ladder, there's things like fly around the entire island in a jet plane instead of a propeller plane, like a fast jet plane. Go through all the loops, all the hoops, and then uh, there's a volcano in the middle of the island. Go down the volcano and out through a little hole. Like It's like your plane only just fits in there, so you've got to be ultra-precise. Um, it's a great game. I really love it. Um, it's been... Um, the reviews of it have been underwhelming because they've said it's fairly short. Now, on my game timer, I've played for ten hours so far, and I'm only on the third level in this five. I don't see that as short, to be honest, because by the time I have finished, it might be twenty hours or so. Well, you know, and there's opportunity to come back and get more stars because I've not done them all perfectly. I mean, I've just been moving on when you've got one star, you can move on. It has a really great 3D effect also on the 3DS. Um, you saw... You know when you collect the little dioramas and I showed you the plane? Mm-hmm. You get... If you do three stars on a mission, they give you this little diorama that you can just look at. One of them's a plane. And I think it's the best demonstration... is it
1: a diorama? Isn't it just an object? Well, it's like called a diorama action. on the screen. Oh, right. right. I thought a diorama was like a...
0: They call it a diorama. <laughs> so um, one of them's like a little plane on a plinth, like a little model plane. And um, it's the best... Um, demonstration of the 3D effect on the 3DS I think because if you spin the plane around and put the back end of the plane facing towards you it, it's poking out of the screen and it's one of the... a lot of the 3D on the 3DS is into the screen but this actually shows you the other way and it, it really looks like it's sticking out you it's um, a cool demonstration the other game I've been playing on the 3DS is Ghost Recon Shadow Wars and while you might think that's uh, it's Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon series well, you might think that's so oh, it's probably a first-person shooter. Well, it's not. It's um, it's a game that I really like. There was a game called Ad- Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance. That's you have tiny little guys. You're looking at it from above, and you can issue them orders. And it's like a board game. You move your pieces, they move theirs, and you you either win or you know what I mean. It's like a little war between these mm-hmm. tiny little characters. Um, it's. You know, it's the Tom Clancy franchise. The story's kind of guff, to be honest. I don't really like the story. But the actual game is awesome. And it's one of them games where I can go... I went on the couch the other night. I was like, I'll just do one of the levels on this. I sat down. Get super involved in it. Next thing I you know, it was like three hours later. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's one of those type of games. Oh, yeah. so, um, I highly recommend it. It's, um uses the 3D effect in an interesting way, too. Um, it's like... Because it's all from above you see the depth of the... Like, you're looking down, and you can see... Like, if there's a telegraph pole, it pokes up out of the screen, or if there's, like... You know, it's it's subtle, rather than, like, trying to throw... all kind of, There's one of the levels, there's a downed um, helicopter, and there's smoke coming off it, and the smoke's billowing up and rising up out of the screen, which is interesting looking. So they all try to use the 3D effect in an interesting way. But I think when Miyamoto gets his hand Mario 3DS when that comes out that will be the uh, showcase for the 3DS um, I don't think until then there'll be something where everybody's like oh my god wow I've got to have that because I think that's where it's going to be uh, or Zelda um, and finally I played a bit of Yakuza 4 you saw me play this it's um, a PlayStation 3 game called Yakuza 4 it's the fourth in the series obviously I haven't played 1, 2 or 3 at all it doesn't matter because 4 is a completely separate story. It's about the Japanese Mafia. And in Yakuza 4, 4 isn't just the number of the game. You play as four different characters. And they've all got the separate story. Now, I'm, I've only played as the first guy yet so far. And he's a Lone Shark and it's really interesting because, like, it starts off and he's a loan shark and you're like, oh, a well, loan shark, I'm probably going to dislike this guy, right? He's a loan shark, he's probably going to beat people up to get money back and stuff. That's probably his, his um, calling in life. Turns out, not really, he's kind of like the loan shark with a heart. <laughs> and the reason he loan sharks is because he wants money. And the reason he wants money, which you found out you find out pretty soon in the game, is he wants to feed homeless people and help them and the only way for him to get enough money to help all these people because there's a lot of homeless on the streets of Tokyo is by doing this cruddy job that he doesn't necessarily like but it just serves his end so um, I'm working as him and he's he's got his little loan shark business and he's got this secretary he overworks and she's kind of pissed at him what I really like about it is it's all in Japanese. Um, mm. They don't, didn't do an English translation, which I think is genius. I don't think you should do on this. No. Copies. Not with the dodgy American people trying to sound like Japanese people. It's horrible. So it's all subtitled, like watching a Japanese movie um, with the original Japanese voice actors that sounds authentic, right? You know, to us. I mean, we, it to just, us, yeah. It's just better. I, you know, I would never watch a Japanese movie with a dub. No, no. And equally, I'd rather, you know, I did play Shenmue with the English dub because there was no choice; they didn't have the Japanese version. Um, but I feel like it would have been better with the subtitles because you're more there, you know. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I've never played a game with subtitles, well, but I like a subtitle- movies. The same movies, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I disagree completely. But
0: I mean, I guess there's more subtitles to read in a game because you're reading 30 hours worth of subtitles rather yeah. than two hours worth, right? So.
1: But you have to be doing stuff half the time when you're reading about what you're supposed to be doing instead of just listening to dialogue and, you know.
0: Yeah, and now, interesting in this game because you don't really have to read subtitles while you're doing stuff because it's all in the cutscenes. you know. When you're doing stuff, um, if you speak to somebody... See how they did it? When you speak to somebody in the game, go up to somebody and press the button. Nobody speaks. It's just English text. Right. You know, so... The only time you're listening to Japanese dialogue and reading is when people are sat down talking in cutscenes. Cutscenes, so, right? So it works pretty well. Um, so yeah, that's the three games I've been playing this week. I recommend Yakuza Four. You have to be a certain sentiment to like it. If you like Shenmue, which I was one of my favourite games, Shenmue and Shenmue Two, one of my favourite games ever. I can't tell you how amazing those games are. Somebody said to me, "You got to play Yakuza Four. It's the second, it's the nearest thing to Shenmue you're ever going to experience." Outside of Shenmue. And since he's not making a sequel. And it's made by Sega Yakuza 4 too. So it does have some... Probably draws some inspiration from uh, Shenmue somewhere. Because it's made by the same people. Um, I really like it. But you have to be a certain sentiment. I don't think everybody... Uh, at its heart, I didn't say what the game is. It's like a beat-em-up slash fighting game. Slash exactly what Shenmue was. It was yeah. a fighting game with a big story. right? Not just... Here's two guys, fight. It's like there's this huge unfolding story and you fight every now and then. This guy's a loan shark. Occasionally he gets into fights, so you'll be fighting with people. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, This week, as far as I know, there's no new games coming out. But next week, as in the week after this one coming out, uh, Portal 2 comes out. Which I'm very excited about. Because yeah, yeah. I think Portal... And I did... I went back and played a few levels of Portal last night. I think it's one of the most unique games I've ever played. You have to use your brain. <laughs> it's essentially a huge puzzle. And what's interesting about it is there is no... You know, you don't like guns with gunplay or anything like that. There's none of that. I mean, you have a gun, but it <laughs> fires portals, right. not bullets. Um, I think you might like it. Because you... You know why you might like it? You've never played Portal. I have. So when I go back and play Portal, it's not that interesting because I know all the puzzles. Like, even though it's a long time ago, I still go, oh yeah, this is the one where you do that. Yeah, yeah. So the mystery is kind of gone. With you, you didn't ever encounter the puzzles. You didn't figure them out. I watched you. I. You did, but I don't think it would be in your mind. I think if you sat down and played it, you'd be like, okay, I have to work this out. So the working out part you would experience for the first time and that's what's great about the game. Like going okay I put a portal there and when I walk through it wherever I put my other portal I come out right. So I need to get to that door over there where do I fire my two portals to get there. You know that's the puzzle. It's a fun puzzle Mm -hmm. and it's really simple because it's just like here's one where you go in and here's one where you come out and here's an exit. Get there. Sounds simple. Sounds simple. Deceptively simple. So um yeah, Portal Two is in another well, you know, it's ten days away. Um so Sitto, what's for dinner?
1: We will be having tofu and some for me. There's scramble or I'll slow cook some pieces of it. We'll have some onions, mushrooms, green beans, carrots, and I'm gonna make some potato patties.
0: I like the sound of mushrooms.
1: Yes. Yeah, what kind of sound do they make? <laughs> 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 I think we'll skip the mushrooms. <laughs> And then uh, I bought some, um, what are they called, Newton cookies. Yeah, those are quite made good. Made by the Fig Newton people and thins. they're really Newton good. Thins, Cranberry orange flavor.
0: Yeah, they are good. They feel like they've been infused with oil of some, you know, the way the flavor gets into them. It feels like they put some dabs of oil on them and it seeps through them. Because the entire cookie tastes of it. Yeah. It's not like uh, there's some bits of it in there. It's like the whole thing is fusioned.
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: That's what they taste like
1: They're really good And that's it Is that it? I don't know that's I haven't think- What
0: about the Sims Have you been playing the Sims?
1: I've been playing Sims Medieval And the only complaint I have Is that when you get You get this When you first go to the main screen And you see in the middle There's like the new beginnings And that is your quest Or your Whatever it's called It's game not a quest ones. I don't know It's like You've got one there it's And then there's ones. like 16 of them But they're all locked So you unlock that one You go through it all. You go through all the quests and do, you know, you're the queen and then you become the wizard and then you start up all these different people and you do all these quests with them all. You know, all these, like, find the lost child and um, stop the book burning in in the village and find the fountain of youth and help the frog become a prince again, all this kind of stuff. Or the king again. And I got through the whole thing. I was like, oh, wow, I finished the whole thing. I played a lot. And I'm like, oh, great, now I can go on to a new kingdom, which means, like, You can't build your things wherever you want. You go in, your castle's on a hill, and then when you plant the doctor's clinic, it's on a hill, and then when you plant the mill, it's in a certain place. I thought, oh good, now I'll get a whole new place. No. Every single one that I've seen is all the same.
0: I think what you're trying to say is do the same
1: quests over and over and over. It's not as
0: open ended as The Sims 3. It's more more of a compact.
1: Not just that, but I mean, when you think you've moved on to something new.
0: It's the same thing, but with a different...
1: It's the same, same. You go into the next you've got a different
0: object... Uh, not a different objective, but, like, maybe the second time you have to do it quicker, or...
1: Yeah, but they're all the same.
0: Yeah, I thought... I would think they would be. Why? Because it's just... It's just, like... But then you can just go back and do that
1: one again, if you want to do it faster.
0: Yeah, and you get a score at the end. No. Is it a high score table? No, nothing. Because did, they did say there was that, when I, um... Not that I noticed, but... When I, I... They were on GameSpot talking about it and they said it was the first game to have a... First Sims game to actually have an ending and secondly, it has a score so, so you there's can There's no
1: end, though, that I could see.
0: They said it had a score so you can go back and improve on it.
1: What's the end?
0: So maybe it's a particular mode. Maybe you've not got to it yet. Maybe yeah. you have to work your way through I don't through see them. any
1: different modes. I mean, it's all the same. It's like... Those
0: 13 things, each one's a different one.
1: Right. But there's nothing different about them. You go in and you do the exact it's same is a different, different
0: thing, doesn't it say? This one is you have... You don't have to finish quests, or this one you. Yep,
1: yeah, but it just it's still the same. There's yeah, nothing it is different. the same,
0: but it's got a different. What do you call it? Objective.
1: <laughs> yeah, what you're actually doing.
0: Yeah, you're doing the same thing. Of so see, so I don't have
1: that gamer mind because I well, want to do something different. Yeah, it's
0: like time. it's like when I play Dead Space Two, and then there's an, it, when I finish it, it says New Game Plus, and then it says with New Game Plus you can play the entire thing again, but the enemies are s- slightly harder, or you will have half health. It's like a different challenge, but it's the same thing. I think that's what it is. It's
1: not compelling to me. So, not to um,
0: me either. I, I very rarely play a game a second time. So I'll have to
1: see. But the thing is, you can't unlock them until you do the whole thing again and again and again and again I think again that's again. what it
0: might be. Um, and
1: I just, as the monarch, I just had a baby, which is kind of funny. Because uh, you're just standing there and I start going, like, oh! And I'm standing there and people going, oh! And I'm standing outside in the, you know, crowd. And then all of a sudden... A little baby carriage or baby bed appears next to me and says, You have given birth. That's
0: how it happens in real life, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thank you for listening to the uh,
1: podcast. oh, no meaning of life, by the way.
0: No, well, you, you, you can't. No, I think
1: know. the meaning of life was summed up when I asked you not to make noise and you said, No one else cares except you, therefore, you weren't going to do it. So, that kind of sums up something. No, I was just
0: telling you that. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> meaning of life.
0: I think it's really hot in here as well today. It's a little warm, but... i have sweaty. We'll be cooling. Very sweaty. We'll cool off soon. So Yeah, it's been freakishly hot weather-wise all of a sudden. It was like night No, nine.
1: freakishly.
0: 95 degrees um, yesterday. Yeah. That's freakishly, considering it was snowing a week before. That is true. Um, and today it's fairly warm, too. So, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. I want to remind you about our websites, dot uh, sidtalk.com can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, the Zoom Marketplace is where you can get this podcast if you've got a Zoom. the RSS feed on ascoli.com, go there if you've got any other device apart from an iPhone, but if you do have an iPhone, go to iTunes Music Store and uh, subscribe to this podcast. You can email feedback to me at ascoli, ascoli.com, do not email Sid Talk, you know Why? Why? because you don't like the public
1: <laughs> that's not
0: uh, true <laughs> and um, I want to say uh,
1: more chances than not someone will email me it'll go in my spam filter I'll never know it and then they'll think why didn't you reply and i have no clue you even exist so but, yeah
0: and I want to say stay classy Mr. Darren Aronofsky um, I think the next movie you should do should be about a firefighter what? 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 <laughs> Okay, then. And
1: I'm going to say thank you for yourself, everyone. Because if you don't do it, Ace Cole is going to do it for you.